Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a priest and a rabbi podcast. This is Father Christian today. I'm without my best bud, Rabbi Durbin, because he is serving some folks who are in a tough situation. Uh, so I brought on two big guns today, which is Reverend Alan Bentrep and Reverend Mary Balfour, who uh, they are responsible for the Bible Love podcast. Today is all about the word. Why do we sometimes fear it? Or why do we sometimes just get bored with it? We know we should be reading more of the Bible, but why don't we? And so we're going to talk about the psychology of that. Um, and then what, what is waiting for us when we commit to it? How, what can happen to our lives when we say, okay, God, I'm giving in, I'm going to read your word. And then also the reality of the challenges of it. Sometimes we're going to confront things that really do want us to run the other way. What do you do then to be in an authentic relationship with the word of God? And of course, prayer. How do you pray around this too? So it's not just an historic book that we read. Um, I, we have our guests with us right now. I want to welcome them in, get their uh, seatbelts buckled. Reverend Mary Balfour and Reverend Allen, welcome to the show. Are you a little fearful? Are you scared? Are you excited? How are you feeling about this next hour of, of, of podcast? I'm a little fearful because we've been the ones interviewing folks for our podcast. So this is the first time we are kind of in the roles are um, the opposite, but excited. I mean, any chance I get to talk about the Bible and God, I'm on board. So happy to be here. This is good. Reverend yeah. Allen, are you, are you worried about to jump in that pool over there? I am. I, in case I need to cool off. I'm also a little worried. I know you too well, Christian. And yes, when you and I get together, it usually costs someone some money. Yeah. And so someone uh, else out there probably ought to be more worried oh, than we good. are. I sense there might be a, a new sponsor for the show coming up because of this. So this is good. All right. Well, all right, my friends, get ready. Please subscribe to this podcast or share it with someone, you know, who likes to get into interfaith conversations, even though today, unfortunately, won't be as interfaith as much as it is, but it's all about the word of God, including Hebrew and Christian scripture. We want to continue this interfaith conversation, inviting more and more people into it uh, to revel in the great divine, um, i.e. God. So God bless you. And let's get ready for another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi. from on this show do not represent WSTU, since they probably regretted over allowing the show on the air in the first place. Nor do they represent Temple Bay Payam or St. Mary's Episcopal Church, since they also wonder what the heck they did when they called these two men to lead their respective congregations. On that note, sit back, relax, grab your Bible or Torah, and enjoy another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everyone, and good morning to a priest and a rabbi here on WSTU 1450. And for all of you streaming online, all of you streaming on the Facebook page for Priests and a Rabbi podcast, uh, and all those who are online with us for online radio for WSTU1450.com. Uh, my name is Father Christian at St. Mary's Episcopal Church in Stewart, Florida, down here in Southeast Florida. Uh, and I am without my rabbi unfortunately but fortunately he is at the bedside with folks who are dealing with some 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 heavy life cycle events and uh he's doing what a rabbi needs to be doing which is loving on his congregation so uh so instead of a rabbi 
I got some folks who have been pouring their heart and soul into the Hebrew scripture uh, lately. Uh, they uh, run a podcast called Bible Love Podcast, which started in October 2020. So right now, just go and subscribe to that one. Uh, and they are two priests, uh, Anglican priests, out um, in South Carolina and Texas. So, you know, if you can't understand their accents, just let me know. We'll put translation at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching on Facebook Live, just look at the subtitles. And they have said, we are going to go and comb through the Bible, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so we're going to talk about that today is what is it like as just us normal dudes and dudettes reading Holy Scripture? And I know you listening right now have times you're like, Father Christian, I just don't get it. Or if you're, I've heard this from Christians, they'll say, you know, I just, I feel there's a whole different God in, in Hebrew scripture as opposed to Christian scripture. And I struggle with that. Um, and so, or for our Jewish audience, are there stories sometimes you're like, I don't know what to do with that story. It seems odd, offensive, strange, too glorious. I'm not worthy to read scripture, whatever it may be. We want to talk about that today. So that's why we're going to have Reverend Alan Bentrip and Reverend Mary Belfort Dunlap, who are going to be coming on the show. They're here right now. They flew in on Zoom Airlines. Let's start with the better of the two, which is, of course, is Reverend Mary Belfort Dunlap. Uh, Mary Belfort, thank you for being on the show. And um, it's exciting. We're excited to have you. It is my pleasure. Um, we got you got you came on our show a couple of weeks ago, and I loved getting to know you and Rabbi. And one of the great things about partnering with Alan on this is I get to meet all his cool friends from seminary, and I know that's how you two know each other. So thanks for having me, Christian. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't be one of the cool friends. Might be another, use another adjective there, but at least uh, I think we would still call each other friends. So that's good. So let me go to my friend here with no hair. That is Reverend Al Bentrap. Reverend Al. What's that? Last time you were on this show, you were talking about uh, uh, whites and, and racism and cowboy boots and cowboy hats. So Yeah, you picked a Texan. I guess I was living in South Carolina at the time. Um, I just moved back home this summer. Uh, so I've been on before. I'm a repeat guest. I like to be the two-time club. If you, Yeah, you and Scott Gunn. And I think Are Gray we the Mar only two-timers? I think Ray Maggiano's in there, too. Oh, and the imam. Um, the imam. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good... You need to get us all together. We need to have a reunion show. Yeah, the repeater, the repeat offenders. Uh, so yeah, there is a, a past episode, I forget what we called it, where Reverend Al was great. He, he talked about how, how do you talk about race in the church? And he was basically saying that he has a calling card that someone like the rabbi herself do not have. He just looks and breathes like a big old Texan boy with boots and jeans and a cowboy hat. And so when he starts talking about race matters, people might listen like, oh, I didn't expect that to come out of his mouth. Uh, it's a very good podcast. Um, we'll put that in the show notes. All right, guys, let's get to it. Uh, I remember when uh, I got the one-year Bible and I started to read through it. My grandmother gave it to me when she passed, God rest her soul. And that was a catalyst for me to form a relationship with scripture. Uh, so I think I was probably, I don't know, like 19, 20. Uh, before that, I really didn't have a relationship with the Bible, but it was because of her one-year Bible that helped me start to get to understand uh, start to be like, wow, this New Testament is really for me. It was like uh, spoke to me, and I was learning so much from Hebrew scripture. Uh, but but until then, without that resource, that one year Bible in front of me, my relationship with scripture wasn't going to go anywhere. And I considered myself a believer in God. Um, so 
let's start first with you all, how you first started this. Maybe you'll answer my question by just talking about how Bible Podcast came to believe, or came, came to be. Um, how did you guys start to, or why did you guys form this podcast that just combs verse by verse through the Bible each week? Um, well, it started because we were in the pandemic and I was a fairly new rector to a church and um, was really sort of struggling. How do I get Bible study to folks that can't come to the church, that can't get out, that, you know, what do we do about that? And um, Alan and I were friends. I mean, we knew each other, but um, I don't know. There, I just felt this real calling on my heart to call him and ask him if this would be something that he would be interested in doing with me. And he jumped on board. Um, and I really, now I call him one of my best friends because of that, because we spend every week together, right? Talking about the Bible. Um, and so we called it the Bible Love Podcast. And we just started talking about the Bible. We wanted to start in the beginning. Um, we made a really a commitment very early on to not skip the parts that felt uncomfortable. We made the commitment to do this as long as it takes, which we laugh all the time that it's going to take, we're going to be retired by the time um, <laughs> we finish. Um, so we've been at it a little over a year and we just finished Judges. So that kind of tells you how slow We've gone um, passage by passage, um, and then we've also had the great opportunity to invite so many of our um, colleagues and even some bishops in the church to talk about um, how important the Bible is in our lives, and it's just been a real great joy. I feel like every week, it's one of the things that I look forward to the most is spending time um, in the Bible and recording the podcast. Okay, so was there, so that's your story, you're sticking to it, uh, I have some questions from that, but let me first check in with the guy who has less hair than you. So Reverend Allen, what, what, um, what was the catalyst for you? So you, I heard the, 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 the Mary Balfour had the call on her heart. Well, how about for you? Because I remember in seminary, you, you, you're, you're a big Bible guy. So was this, was this not a hard choice for you? Yeah, so um I grew up in the Missouri Synod Lutheran Church, and we took the Bible very seriously. I remember opening up the cabinet at my parents' house, and there was my daily scripture memorization, like the things I had to memorize. Oh like for, I went to a Lutheran school connected to the church, and so part of my grade was memorizing scripture, all of this. And so I, I joke that I learned more scripture in elementary school than I did in seminary, um, and then I became an Episcopal priest. But... So for the last three years, um, I've been on a bishop's staff. I was on a bishop's staff. And so I would travel around. I was a consultant for congregations. And so I got away from ministry. I got away from a lot of teaching. Like I was a guest preacher and stuff, but, but I missed Bible study, right? Like I missed my Wednesday morning Bible study with the retired folks at my St. Mary's in Houston, right? So Mary Balfour called up and especially during the pandemic, right? Because my job completely shifted to like teaching Episcopal churches how to use Facebook Live, right? I became a IT consultant, <laughs> right? And, you know, Mary Balfour and I and you are all on the much younger demographic of Episcopal clergy. And so you can just- come out of your mouth, that's funny. What do you mean? I'm, that's literally what I spent my days doing. 
was helping people buy cameras, helping people figure out how to plug into sound systems, helping people figure out streaming, all of it. I was doing no ministry. Well, that's ministry. Sorry, that's ministry. I was doing no spiritual practices of ministry. And so she's like, hey, you want to do this thing with the Bible? It's like, yes, please. Because so it'll get came, me. This game is like salvation for you. Like, oh my yeah. God, pour into the word all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could remember, like I didn't go to seminary so I could like plug in HDMI cable. Right. 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 That was my call. And during the pandemic, clergy have done everything they could do. Right. Like, and I was glad to be able to do that. But that's not why I went to seminary. That's not why I felt called to be a priest. And so studying the scriptures, helping teach the scriptures, that's what was important to me. All right. So why why do you think that when I talk to parishioners that a lot of committed, committed folks following God, they're part of the outreach ministry. They do great things for the kingdom of God. Um, but I might ask them how many gospels are in the Bible and they might not be able to tell me how many there. And this is not a judgment or criticism of them, um, but it is this thing that we have in our respective house of faith. And I believe the rabbi has said this before on the show that um, even too, biblical literacy is just not an expected thing to have in a house of worship. Um, I don't know if the imam would say that about his mosque, um, but why do you think we as believers, we could be gaga for Jesus or gaga in our faith, uh, but why do we sometimes tend not to have the closest relationship with the whole, with, with the word, the Bible itself? Well, you know, another reason I really wanted to do this with Alan is, is, is his background, as you were saying, you know, he grew up Missouri Lutheran Synod, which I grew up in the Episcopal church. And um, in the eighties and early nineties, I think it's fair to say that the Episcopal Church didn't do a great job of teaching us about the Bible, you know, within our Sunday school, within our, um, you know, we just heard what we heard on Sunday mornings, and we just hoped that would carry us through through the rest of the week, you know, um, and so I think that might be part of it, but I also think that we worry about, oh, we read these things in the Bible how can I worship a God like that, especially in the Hebrew Bible, right? How can I relate to something like that where all this horror and hurt, I mean, we just finished Judges and it was incredibly painful. And I think that's hard. And so I'm just going to go look at the things in my life that, you know, really make me feel good, like going and helping the folks that um, need it, you know, under underprivileged folks or whatever it is, the outreach ministries, I'm going to go do those things instead of sitting in the Bible and really wrestling with some of these things that we might not have an answer for. Um, I told Christian this before we started. Um, and this, I, I love my seminary and this is not a slight to my seminary at all, but being a part of this podcast, I have learned more about the Bible and how it relates to my life, how it relates to my parishioner's life how what a wonderful tool it is by doing this podcast than I ever learned in seminary because it's slow and it's engaging and I can have conversation um, so often we don't get a chance to do that right we hear it on Sunday morning we hear a priest maybe fumble through an okay sermon and then we walk out the door right hmm. where where is it during our week you know where is it um, when we need it. And I, we hope, I think it's okay to speak for Alan, that this 25, 30 minutes that we're giving folks every week, we hope that's a little bit more for you to grasp on and for you to become a little bit more 
biblical liter literate. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Alan? I mean, yeah, you know, I think what comes to mind for me is a lot of folks. I know I sometimes approach the Bible like it's a 2000, 3000, 4000, 5000 year old book because it is right. And so it's ancient literature. And what does that have to say to me? Why does it matter? Yeah. So an example, my boys and I love the theater, musicals, play, all of it, right? You do? We, yeah. Have we not talked about this? Wayne, I went to seminary with you and I'm a theater geek. We've yeah. never shared our love for musicals. It's another thing to add next okay, time cool. we have some hard apple cider. There, there we go. Okay, cool. We'll start a conference on music. Yeah, we will. Uh, missional Voices. We have a name. For <laughs> we have the name already. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, like, but we don't sit there and read, script, read Shakespeare together, right? Like the foundation of Western theater, right? Like you go back and Shakespeare has shaped language more than basically anything except the Bible. Um. And I, as uh, my previous career was as a writer as well, but I didn't go back to the source material and figure out like, why do we shape words the way we do? Oh, it's because this um, guy 500 years ago or whatever started to do this. And so a lot of times I think we look at the Bible like it's that, like it's source material um, for something. It's a textbook, it's a history book, it's things that you pull out when you're, in grad school or whatever you don't approach it as a devotional piece right this is something that speaks to me today right this is something that that can shape me today um i think that's a struggle i have is is connecting and part of that's going to seminary right like i read the bible daily um more well more regularly before i went to seminary because in seminary right you get taught how to think critically about scripture right um you've learned more about the fallibility of how the bible was actually constructed and and things like that and it becomes a job now right like my job is to read the bible and help people understand it and so it's it's a task um which i love doing right like i love preaching and i love helping unfold the scriptures for folks but when it becomes a job it loses some of the devotional impact, sure. right? Like I read the Bible for how it's going to speak to my people. I don't always read the Bible for how it's going to speak to me. So what's the sell? So we'll real quickly just get a context. Each week, you guys are jumping on your podcast, 25 minutes, and you started from Genesis 1. Right now, you just finished Judges, right? You're about to go into Ruth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and how many verses are you doing per episode? So that's an interesting thing. We started, there's this book um, it's called The Path. It's like a novel length. You've probably seen it. We were going to go through that. This whole podcast was going to be like nine months long or something. You know, we were just going to, because it's the highlights. And then we start in Genesis and like the second week, we had gotten through maybe 10 chapters of Genesis after the first two episodes. Uh, and we realized we threw the path away because we were going a lot slower than that. Um, and so it's, it varies like we every time we approach a new book we use some kind of outlines and other things that scholars have put together and we figure out about how many weeks are we going to do that 
right? And so for like judges, we were in there for five weeks, four weeks, something, um, because there's sections. We're, we're not going verse by verse. It's not like we read scripture and then talk about the verses, right? We take a section of scripture because, and we can talk about this a little bit later, maybe like verses of scripture, actually, I think distort how we approach scripture. Um, so we try to take chunks, we try to take sections, we try to take themes and build that out. Okay, so let's let's talk about, so this is where some of the, we can get to the psychology of why is it hard for us, just even as believers, whether you're a, a committed Jew or Christian, just to sit down with the Bible each day, uh, where you guys have given yourself one thing, it's just to have a discipline. I mean, spiritual disciplines are key, right? like Richard Foster says, right? So it's a, you have to have this discipline. You guys have literally created a discipline, accountability of doing this podcast. For the rest of us, hopefully there's a devotional that can get us out of bed. What happens though, when you're reading scripture and you encounter something that just doesn't sit right? Uh, and I think Mary Balfour, you, when you guys were reading through Judges, you encountered that and even had a comment on your Facebook page for Bible Love um, about that, about um, a, a pretty rough story. So let's just use that as an example of how you approach that, Mary Balfour, and, and what did you do with that? And how would you even approach a parishioner who came with you saying, this is God's word? This is horrific. So tell us about your, your, your story. I'll let Alan tell the story that happened just with judges, but with other, other places that we we've um, done. I mean, I, I do think it's um, incredibly hard and I, and I struggle with this because I don't want to just always have the female voice, but I mean, I am the female on the podcast. So, so sometimes that's what happens, right? Like there, we talked about this when you guys were on the podcast, there's not a lot of, um, women that are named in the Hebrew Bible or in the New Testament as well. Um, there, there's not, there's these really horrific things that happen to women, um, that are really hard to digest. And you sit there and you think, God, how could this happen, you know, to someone that you love or your people, or why did you let this happen? Um, and I think like with Judges 19, and I want Alan to finish the story, but the only thing I could, and so that is a, a um, story of um, gang rape, of um, murder, of chopping up a body. I mean, it's, it is horrific. And the only thing I could think to come out of that is maybe there is a woman or a man out there who has experienced rape and that they might feel by reading this part of Judges, maybe it would bring up some trauma, but they also might be able to feel, wow, there was someone else that went through this. I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that's ever experienced this. And in fact, it's in the Bible, you know, and as hard as it is, um, I do think it's a truth and a reality that was happening when the Bible was written all those years ago and still happening in 2021. Alan, I'd love for you to tell the story um, of a Facebook comment we got. Yeah, so Mary Balfour explained Judges 19, and it's and we can talk about other hard parts. Like you get, I mean, it's the third chapter of Genesis, and you get the first really hard part of the scripture, yeah. and there's a lot, and we can talk about that too. But Judges 19, right, it's sexual assault, it's gang rape, it's murder, it's dismemberment of a body. The parts of this body are sent to the 12 tribes as a warning to say, has anything like this ever happened in Israel? And then say, we need to take notice, we need to consider it, and we need to act, right? And so at the end, there's that hope of, 
this happens because we've fallen away from God. And you can go listen to the podcast to hear us talk about this. But like someone finally stood up and said, this is enough. We need to figure this out. And so uh, I'm going to shock you by mailing you parts of a body and saying, we need to do something about this because we've let this happen. And so um, we had a comment um, from someone I know and someone whose story I know. Um, and I'm looking at the comment right now. Just literally every woman I know, including me, has a story of sexual harassment or assault, and many men I know too. If we choose to talk about it, the Bible could offer hope and validation to us as victims. It could be a place where we find ourselves in God's story, a place where we recognize ourselves and, our, and are assured of our worth and dignity in the eyes of God, no matter what we've been through. But first, we have to talk about it. And so to me, that like when we go through stuff, whatever it is, right? We've all had our own traumas. We're all going through our own traumas right now. You can feel really, really alone, right? Because um, you don't want to talk to your friends because you don't know how they're going to react to the news or you think it's going to be too much for them or whatever it is. Like we pull in, we draw into ourselves. Scripture is a place where we can go and realize like, God has wrestled with enslavement. God has wrestled with racism. God has wrestled with classism. God has wrestled with divorce. God has wrestled with rape and murder and evil. And God is with God's people throughout all of that, right? And like for us who live on the other side of, of Jesus, a phrase we use um, on our podcast, thanks to Dr. Tony, um, we believe that the king of the universe decided to walk with us and the first thing he did was be born in a feeding trough to day laborers in the sticks yeah merry yeah. christmas merry christmas yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know i was thinking about it too i mean i guess judges is definitely on our mind because we just finished that but i was thinking about leviticus and another person that you all went to seminary with and we're about to have back on again, Greg Milliken coming in and talking to us about um, those passages in Leviticus that people often abuse, you know, towards the LGBTQ community. Um, and, but one of the things he, I remember him telling us about is the two passages that people sort of take out of context are on, on either side, but in the mountain, in the middle of Leviticus, it's the first time we hear love your neighbor as yourself. It's the first time we hear that. That's not by coincidence, y'all, that these two passages that are taken out of context all the time are circled by this love your neighbor. Um, and, and Greg really just taught, 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 taught us that day. Um, I never heard that before. I yeah. never heard that before. Um, and I was just so grateful for, and it helps you remember why it's all there is sometimes hard and sometimes things we can't understand, but it's also there to learn and to grow. And I think to help us nourish our relationship with God. Yep. 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 So uh, th this is, reminds us that uh, when we read scripture, we're not reading the Hallmark Bible. Uh, we're not reading self-empowerment scripture. That's just picked and choose whatever we do to make us feel good uh, for the day. Um, this is scripture is, is approaches every single aspect of the human experience and gets, gets into the, uh, 
the mud of life. And so we can wrestle with it. Um, there's other parts of scripture that are very light. Um, but uh, all right. So speaking of, of, of light, we're going to take a, a, a break here to catch a breather uh, to hear from the people who make this show possible. And when we come back, I want, I'm curious to ask our hosts uh, today, our guests today, who are hosts of the podcast. Um, what is, if there's someone saying, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll bite on this line. Um, I like to get into a better relationship with, with the word of God. Um, how do I do that? I'm, I'm not a priest. I'm not a rabbi. I, I don't have the schooling you guys have. So if you start, I'm sure you guys look at all these resources and that's how you do your podcast. I, I want you guys like, what would be your advice to someone who just wants to start to build, start a relationship? Um, and also I want to reflect on what, what's it done for you as believers to have this consistent relationship with God? How has your relationship with God changed? Not as teachers, not as pastors, just you and God. How has that changed, um, during, during these last, uh, since October of 2020. All right, my friends, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here on a priest and a rabbi with the guests of Bible Love podcast, Reverend Allen and Reverend Mary Belfort. Hey everyone, it's Evan Nine, producer of A Priest and a Rabbi. Thank you for tuning in and being part of this community. We love developing new partnerships with this podcast to help further the interfaith movement. To join us, please email Father Christian at yourfavoritechristian at gmail.com. You can have an advertisement right here on this podcast, which is currently heard across the USA and in 34 other countries. Thanks for being here, and do not forget to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening from. Now back to a priest and a rabbi. Welcome back to the award-winning priest and a rabbi radio show with Father Christian and Rabbi Durbin. Let's get ready for the second half of the show. Okay, just a reminder that we did not win that award. We were finalists, but in the end, we were losers. So anyhow, all right. So our pair of winners today, though, is Reverend Allen and Reverend Mary Balfour out of South Carolina. And uh, Reverend Allen is from Texas. Just don't hold it against him. Uh, and we are pouring through the importance of having a relationship with Scripture, whether you're Jewish, uh, Christian. And now on this show, since we have an imam who's shown up a lot um, with, with uh, the Quran, so your Holy Scripture. Why do we struggle as believers to have a relationship, a consistent relationship, when all of our traditions say you need to read this word? I'm speaking to you through this word, so please have it, but many of us don't. Not a judgment against us. This is not a time for us to whip ourselves across the back, but how do we begin to form this relationship? So I just want to say we talked a little bit about the psychology in the first half, that maybe the Bible just seems like too much. I don't understand it. Um, we talked about the struggles with some of the stories are kind of heavy. We said it's good to get in the heaviness. It's okay to struggle with the Bible, to struggle with these stories. Uh, just don't run from it. Pray to God and tell him, tell him like, I, I don't know what to do with the story. Um, and then let's, let's, but let's just say for, for you two, when you decide to have a regiment of discipline and say, I'm going to choose in. So the new year, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to try to read the Bible. Um, what would you two say 
what would you recommend for, let's take baby steps. I don't read the Bible. Reverend Mary Balfour, I sit in the third pew every Sunday. I love your sermons. I love the liturgy. I feel the presence of God, but this word of God is a lot. What would be your recommendation for me to just start forming a relationship, knowing all that you know, Reverend Mary Balfour, from this experience you've had of combing through the Bible with Bullbeard of Reverend Ellen Bentrop? Um. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think it's a tough question. Um, yeah, we've talked about the psychology and all of that around it. Um, I think the first thing I would say is go get that dusty Bible off your shelf. I recently went and listened to our very first podcast, um, and we talked a lot about that. Like, the I don't remember all the statistics, but many households in this country have a Bible of some kind on their shelves. So go get it, dust it off, pray over it, think about it, think about what might, you know, where God might be calling you in that. I think What's that like, prayer, you said pray over it. So tell me, baby I, steps. what does that I, mean, pray over it? I think open it. I think praying, we do this on the podcast every week and you all, we, you did it with us. We pray before we start talking about the Bible every time we start the podcast. And I think one of the reasons for that is that we want to ask God to come into our hearts as we read through the scripture, as we think through this, you know, we want God to be a part of this. And I think that's really important. So before I ever open up my Bible, I pray every time. So you're saying God can speak to you through, through the word of God. I think so. I think so. I definitely think so. Um, I think that Another important thing for people is to be in community with these discussions. It's really difficult to read a hard passage and go, well, what do I do with this? You know, and that's why we wanted to have the podcast, but maybe that's not the way you do it. Maybe it's, you know, a group of people or there's different, there's tons of different lesson plans. If you don't have a group of people, you can do it online with people, but that community of discussing and thinking, which is what the three of us had the privilege of doing in seminary, right? Is we had all these people around us to talk about it through. And so the person who's not been to seminary, how do they do that? And, you know, we, that's another reason Alan and I wanted to do the Bible Love podcast is we feel like we're giving you another avenue, another way to have a relationship with the Bible. Okay. So right there, we got four tools. A, get the Bible. You have it. If not, you have it on your phone. Um, then B, pray, pray over it. So we're saying that this is not just a historical book and a cute little book of self-empowerment or tough passages. This is the living word of God. So the Holy Spirit, God, the divine will speak to you through the passages. Um, we got that part. Then community. So Mary Balfour said, it's if you can to get a community around you, whether it's your spouse, someone you live with, a friend, you guys meet up and you guys can hold each other accountable that we're going to get together weekly, daily, wherever, at the coffee shop, my place, on Zoom, and work through the Bible. And then you talked about there is devotionals out there. You can get things that will help you, a little free pamphlets that will say each day you read this passage and it'll give you a little reflection on it. And then the fifth one you threw in there was just subscribe to the Bible of Podcast. And they will lead you through the Bible as well. Real easy for you. Real easy for me. <laughs> uh, so how about you, uh, uh, Alan? What, what would be your take on someone who came to you saying, I just, I need a formal relationship and I don't know how. Yeah, I would not start where we started. Um, 
starting in Genesis seems logical because it's page one, but by the fourth chapter, things are pretty crazy. Um, and then it gets really, really weird after that. And then you got to slog through some things and there's probably some statistics, but I would say, you know, your one year Bible, January 1st is coming up and there's going to be a million people out there that say, this is the year I'm going to read through the Bible. They do Genesis one and God creates everything. Genesis two, God creates everything again. Uh, what's this about? Genesis three, wait a minute. Genesis four, murder. And then, right. And then you get into a bunch of names you can't pronounce. And I would bet most people give up by Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if not well before then, right? The, by the Super Bowl. Because it's just too much to digest or just miss it. Like, what, well, what yeah. do you think is the reason? It's long. Genesis is like 50 some chapters. And it's really, there's like some great stories that we all know, but then we have to trug through all this other stuff. And then you get into judges. Like, if you make it that far, Leviticus, no one's going to read through all these laws, right? Because then I'm going to have to think. Uh, like the one episode that I actually didn't know that we were going to make it through had nothing to do with slavery, nothing to do with murder. Nothing, it had to do with bodily discharge. There's a significant chunk of Leviticus that deals with what happens with men and women and their bodily discharge. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so how, right. how, how, how and so I'm going to close my Bible, especially like around Valentine's day, right? <laughs> if I'm getting to Leviticus and it's talking about I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. So all that is aside open up the gospel of Mark, right? It's super If you're short. a Christian. If you're a Christian, yeah. I don't know where you begin. Maybe the Psalms, right? Somewhere that's easy to get in. Um, you might want to ask the rabbi about that. Where's the place to start there? Um, maybe start with Genesis, but then figure out something else before you get into the harder stuff. Yeah, for our um, Jewish listeners right now, if there is a, for for you, or you have a relationship with the scripture, where would you recommend? Either post it online or uh, give us a call, 772-287. Oh, gosh. Evan, tell me what the phone number. It's been so long since we've, we've pitched for callers because now that we're not in the studio. We're going to uh, take live calls on the air. Yeah, yeah. It gets weird, but fun weird. Um, First so, time but, caller, long time listener. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I weigh 225. Ding. All right. What? Yeah. So it's from the Christian tradition, right? And I'm sure there's a parallel. Like, don't start with Job, right? Probably if, like, the Hebrew Bible is your thing because Job gets, like, it takes some heavy lifting. Just like Romans takes some heavy lifting because it's really deep and theological and um, in the New Testament. Start with Mark if you're a Christian because it like gives, yeah. it's short. It's the story of Jesus and his friends and it gets to the point and you're not bogged down. Like if you start with the other gospels, you have to make it through like four pages of names you can't pronounce before you get to the good stuff, right? Not to say that like Jesus' ancestry is not the good Where stuff. Or the good stuff. But before the stuff, right, like if you're just approaching it, once you get the relationship and it starts to develop, then you can realize that Matthew's begats is incredibly powerful because the people that are, are put in there are put there for a purpose, right? But at first you're just reading so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat, so-and-so. It doesn't mean anything to you. You get into Jesus and his life and it's really inspiring and you see why people from across traditions recognize Jesus as a significant figure. We in the Christian tradition recognize him as something else, but Rabbi Durbin would recognize Jesus as a great teacher because yeah. of the things written about him. And then you can find other places. And to me, that's an easier go. If someone's in my congregation, they're a Christian, I'm going to say do that and then maybe pick up some of Paul's letters, some of the shorter ones, because that's an easy way to 
to understand how like the whole theological thing, like how church began to be constructed and all of that. You know, a lot of folks maybe want to jump to Revelation because, right, like we survived 2020 and we think the end of the world is coming. Don't do that. Like skip over that until you're ready for it. So, but um, why, why, is, why is it important to read the Bible? What if someone says, I, I go to church, I go to synagogue, I'm good. I can feel good. Why is it important? Why would you recommend to a parishioner, to anyone, to start a daily discipline of reading the Bible? Like what, what, what's the good? What do I get out of it? Uh, number one is a habit. Um, right. So like any habit, whether it's drinking water, exercising, meditation, any yoga, anything, right. If you start to miss days, then you start to miss more days. And so if you're trying to build a habit, doing it every day, whether it's one verse or a chapter or a book, um, but also, you know, we had a guest on yesterday, uh, Bishop Frank Logue from the diocese of Georgia, and he talked about immersing ourselves in, in scripture so that the story becomes a part of us. And we do that. He talked about doing that daily. He does it with his wife. It could be with a friend. It could be by yourself. And doing it communally, weekly. We do that in church or in synagogue. We hear the stories read to us. But when we start to immerse ourselves in it, um, it starts to shape us, right? There's actually medical studies out there that show that for um, Christians, that daily reading of the Bible increases their um, resilience levels, right? It increases their ability to deal with trauma. Um, it actually, it improves people's condition after PTSD, for instance. There's medical studies that look at this. Um, so there are actual physical benefits, like not just makes me feel like a better person, but it improves your life um, by immersing yourself in this. For the reasons we talked about, you don't feel alone. You realize that Jesus and Jesus's friends and the people of God throughout history have been through situations in which we can envision ourselves. And so you see that like the, the stories from 2000, 3000, 4000 years ago are still living and active and can shape us today. And, and you don't do that by just hearing the scriptures on Sunday. Number one, we skip over anything that has to do with rape or slavery or murder because preachers don't want to talk about that. Um, and so when you commit to reading through the Bible and digging into the whole Bible, then you start to see that, yeah, it's not just my world that's broken. It's the world that's broken. And God is with us in the broken world. Mary Balfour, for you, how has this journey through the podcast uh, affected you, changed you, transformed you in, in any way? Or has it at all? Having this, yeah. I mentioned it a little bit, like I've learned more um, about like just the ins and outs and the specific, um, scripture for sure. And having a partner and accountability, accountability partner with you every week, you know, that you're going to show up and you're going to talk about this. And, you know, and we, that's the privilege of the, of Bible of and the podcast, but I, I think my relationship with God has become so much deeper in the fact that I can go, Whoa, somebody else has been through that. Wow. They survived that and their faith in God still was there or maybe wasn't. And someone had to remind them of it. Um, I think that we can look at the Bible as just this book that sits on the shelf and it has nothing to do with us in 2021. And I think that is absolutely wrong. You know, all the things that we're going through right now, they've happened before. 
and they happened in the Bible, right? All of those things. We are not alone. We are not forsaken. God is with, is with those people and they are with the people of Israel and they, he is with us now. And that brings me a lot of comfort. Um, I need to know God is with me in my heart every day. And I can do that through prayer and I can do that through conversation. But really, by looking at that in the Bible, that's really enhanced that relationship with God in a lot of ways. Um, I've also felt stronger in my just ability to talk to my parishioners when they have questions and not, I've never thought of myself as an over intellect by any ways, but any means, but like, and I know that not having the answer is okay. And that's a lot of the Bible. Like we don't get it. We don't understand why some of these things happen, but God is good all the time, even in the bad um, things that happen, but it's made me feel more confident as a priest, right? When having these conversations and being able to say, I don't know, I don't know the answer, but I do know God was with the Israelites here and mm -hmm. God is with us now, you know? Um, so that feels really good. Um, I'm, I will be honest. I'm really excited about starting Ruth. And I wondered for our Jewish friends, if that might be a good place to start. Um, again, four chapters, um, a lot. Uh, there's hard things that happen there, but this deep love of this mother-in-law and daughter-in-law and um, how God is such a part of that. Um, I'd love to hear the rabbi's thought on that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but it has been a journey that I, like I said, want to be on. I want to be a part of it. I want to go, well, what happens this week? It's like a great story that, as Alan said, can become part of us if we let it. And I want to point out, too, is that, Mary Balfour, I, I, I asked before the show, what are your sources that you use to learn so much, because you've learned so much about the Bible, this commitment you've, you both had to the podcast and to Holy Scripture, uh, where, what are your go-to sources? And uh, I, I was surprised when you said, Christian, it's, it's, it's the Bible. That's where, I, that's where I live. And I thought that was very comforting for, for hopefully for many of our listeners saying you do not have to have a master's of divinity degree. You do not have to have a, a, a whole set of scholarship next to you to be able to understand it. The Bible is enough. And uh, the Bible is enough and you can stay there. Of course, there's going to be big provocative questions come out of it. And thanks be to God, God has lifted up scholars that you can go and now are more accessible than ever. Right. So, uh, but let me, let me ask you this for someone who doesn't want to take the time to go and look online at these sources, what would be, uh, do you guys have a, a drug of choice, a Bible of choice for a beginning reader to say, get this Bible or this study Bible or, or this translation? Cause this is a great jumping off point for a, um, a believer. I've really enjoyed um, the Good News Bible. It's not a Bible that I have spent time in before, um, and I've learned a lot um, through that. It has some illustrations, so I don't know what that says about my intellect, but I really like looking at the illustrations. It was also my grandmother's Bible, who is 97 years old, still going strong, and it's been really awesome as I read to see, you know, the comments that she's made, awesome. and I feel like I'm, you know, connecting with her in that way. I really, really have enjoyed the Good News Bible, so if, and that's probably one that's on your shelf, too. Um, it started out, do you remember, Alan? It started out as the man's Bible or the good man's Bible or something like that, like it had. Yeah, Good News for Man or something. It was a very, exactly. Yeah. But they quickly it and um, it has a female illustrator 
um, who, um, her name is Annie. Oh, we did a whole show on it. I can't remember now, but her name is Annie. Um, Google it. You'll, you'll, you'll find it. So for me, that's been, um, one I've really, really, really enjoyed is the good news Bible. How about you, Alan? Do you have one that you, that you recommend for your parishioners? No, I don't. Um, so I like photography. This seems like a tangent. Christian knows I love tangents. And there's there you can get really caught up in technology and gizmos and gadgets and equipment. And so there's a phrase in the photography world that the best camera is the one you have with you. Mm. And so for most folks, the best camera you have is your phone, which is now a dynamite camera anyway. But even when it was flip phones, the best camera is the one that you will use to allow you to take the picture. And so for the Bible, Right. Especially like in the Episcopal world, people get hung up on study, like devotional Bibles, because there's like the man's devotional Bible. There's the Patriots devotional Bible. There's the sports fans. Right. And people in like our tradition get really hung up on, oh, that's whatever. If. Right. If me being a sports fan means I'm going to connect with this and open it up because I want to see what Tony Dungy has to say. Read that stinking Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter, right? You can wrestle with the study notes and any slants or biases, they have, whatever. Do whatever's going to allow you to open up the word of God and dive into it. And for me, it's my phone, the Bible app, go download it. It's one of the number one apps on all the app stores. Um, and it makes everything incredibly easy. You can download a bunch of different um, translations. So whatever one works for you. Um, NRSV is the one that's common in our tradition, but some of the the English standard version is probably kind of the latest one that's really well written. But even in that, this also has study plans. So if you want to spend a week looking at the sayings of Jesus, there's going to be some Bible plan in there. You can do it with friends. I have a friend that that we do these plans because we're committed to reading scripture together. And so we just find a plan and and read it and it's all there on our phone and i get an alert at 7 a.m every morning telling me to read my bible i don't have books on the shelves that come and hit me on the head telling me to read it there's an advent reflection right now uh devotional that i'm doing with another friend on that same app and it's been fantastic um but there's also lots of things you know what does the bible say about my about marriage about divorce about you know whatever it is um and there's a lot a lot there um so definitely look at that but I yeah, now right now it's advent so for for those, those of us in the christian tradition we are preparing the way of the lord for uh the birth of 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 the savior so there's a lot of good advent stuff that that's out there as well so that's something you can check give me a good advent devotion we're using something at the church called pauses for advent by trevor hudson and out of the renovari institute so we find that has been amazing so for anyone who's looking for a last second devotional to be working through it's he will challenge you every day uh, to grow into your relationship uh, with god and prepare for for this for the christian tradition for for christmas um all right you you two now if people want to just get more invested with you they, they love what you've had to say maybe they want to sit at your feet for a while and and, and pick up some more um interesting tidbits where do they go to find more of you both together as a team and individually. Mary Balfour, you go first. I'll let Alan tell you all of our social media um, handles because he um, 
you know, the real reason I wanted him to be my partner on the Bible of podcast is he is this great technology person. As he said, no, I'm just kidding. But he does handle all of that and he does it so beautifully. And I'm very, very grateful for that gift he gives us. Um, but for me, um, I'm on Instagram, Mary for VZD. And on Facebook, I'm the rector of Church of the Resurrection in Greenwood, South Carolina. I'd love to connect in any way that I can. Um, I feel as a priest and as a Christian and as a human being um, that it is my call to help people um, know more about God in whatever way I can. And so I want to do that. Um, so follow me, get in touch. Anything I can do to help you deepen your relationship with God, I'm up for it. All right. Thank you, Reverend Allen. How do they find you? Yeah. So first off, BibleLovePodcast.com is um, where you can get the podcast and all that on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Bible Love, um, you know, search that you'll find us. It's a little heart with a cross in it. If you find that logo, you're in the right spot. For me, I'm blessed with a name that apparently no one else in the world has. So if you go to any social media, mainly Instagram and Facebook, Alan Bentrup, just spell my name um if you can spell my name one l one a anything else is a last name uh, but alan ventrup at all the social medias i'm probably more active on instagram you can see all the books i read when i'm walking my dog and the crazy things my boys get up to yeah follow alan on instagram he reads a ton of books and you would get a lot of good i read like crazy romantic novels he really reads the real i'm on my 120th book of 2021 yeah alan is the mark driscoll of the episcopal church he reads <laughs> today so. so are we about to have the rise and fall of yeah exactly uh, the episcopal church okay. yeah yeah now now to be fair have me back on when y'all want to talk about that have me back on okay I have great. thoughts i have thoughts i'm sure you do i'm sure you do um actually i am reading one of the books that he is he is in is why men hate the church and so i think mark has a passage in here um okay now to be fair you listen to some of those books too right i listen to all of them so oh. i have a dog that needs to be walked a lot and so put it on um, twice as fast and you just I do. yeah yeah. Um, all right, guys, listen. So uh, we our prayer is that that if you are just beginning and starting a relationship with the word of God, that to remember, get your Bible. That's a key thing. Uh, get a discipline. So set it. So I would I would even if you do three minutes, five minutes, there are days when I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like reading the word. I said, Christian, you can at least give God three minutes. And I never regret it. And I always stay longer than three minutes. Uh, it will feed you. It is the word that is there to guide us and to become closer to our Lord. Um, everything comes with a user manual. So we believe as people that God has given us this Bible to be the user manual, how to do this thing called life, how to come closer to him. And also we believe in obedience to him. And so he calls us to worship him and and the word of God is a way to do that. So get it started and uh, get the habit started. So when you hit the new year, you're already in a flow and you got your regiment and find an accountability partner. That's a big thing that we've heard today. Discipline and an accountability partner to walk with you on this. Use an app, use a book, however you want to do it. Uh, just get an accountability partner and um, and get invested in the word. So, all right, my friends, it has been another great episode of A Priest and a Rabbi. Please subscribe to us on our Facebook page at Priest and a Rabbi Podcast and subscribe to the podcast and then send $250,000 so we can open up a private studio and have more people like the Bible Love Podcast on here. All right, guys, God bless you. Have a wonderful day and a happy Advent to you all and a happy post-Hanukkah. Peace.
All right, guys, just follow my lead on this. It's really easy. Okay, three, two. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a priest and a rabbi podcast. This is Father Christian today. I'm without my best bud, Rabbi Durbin, because he is serving some folks who are in a tough situation. Uh, so I brought on two big guns today, which is Reverend Alan Bentrep and Reverend Mary Balfour, who uh, they are responsible for the Bible Love podcast. Today is all about the word. Why do we sometimes fear it? Or why do we sometimes just get bored with it? We know we should be reading more of the Bible, but why don't we? And so we're going to talk about the psychology of that. Um, and then what, what is waiting for us when we commit to it? How, what can happen to our lives when we say, okay, God, I'm giving in, I'm going to read your word. And then also the reality of the challenges of it. Sometimes we're going to confront things that really do want us to run the other way. What do you do then to be in an authentic relationship with the word of God? And of course, prayer. How do you pray around this too? So it's not just an historic book that we read. Um, I, we have our guests with us right now. I want to welcome them in, get their uh, seatbelts buckled. Reverend Mary Balfour and Reverend Allen, welcome to the show. Are you a little fearful? Are you scared? Are you excited? How are you feeling about this next hour of, of, of podcast? Um, a little fearful because we've been the ones interviewing folks for our podcast. So this is the first time we are kind of in the roles are um, the opposite, but excited. I mean, any chance I get to talk about the Bible and God, I'm on board. So happy to be here. This is good. Reverend yeah. Allen, are you, are you worried about to jump in that pool over there? I am. I, in case I need to cool off. I'm also a little worried. I know you too well, Christian. And yes, when you and I get together, it usually costs someone some money. Yeah. And so someone right. else out there probably ought to be more worried oh, than we good. are. I sense there might be a, a new sponsor for the show coming up because of this. So this is good. All right. Well, all right, my friends, get ready. Please subscribe to this podcast or share it with someone, you know, who likes to get into interfaith conversations, even though today, unfortunately, won't be as interfaith as much as it is, but it's all about the word of God, including Hebrew and Christian scripture. We want to continue this interfaith conversation, inviting more and more people into it uh, to revel in the great divine, um, i.e. God. So God bless you. And let's get ready for another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi.